Welcome to the 360 Podcast. Once again, this is Dominic Ricotta, and I am the host of 360 Podcast, where I am the CEO and the founder of 360 Financial. And we're just going to jump right into this today. This is the second installment of Busting the Myths for the VA Home Loan. So in the first one, if you remember, we covered VA home loans are harder to get through underwriting, and the VA buyer is a weaker buyer because they're not putting any money down. In this installment, we're going to go over the VA appraisal as well as the fees for the VA home loan. And what I mean by that is there are two myths. The first one is the seller has to pay for the veteran's fees. That's not true, and we'll get into that, as well as VA appraisals are tougher. Once again, not true. And if you really understand what goes on behind those, it'll be, give you that extra push or that knowledge needed in order to get your offer accepted when you're looking to purchase a home. Before we get into that, I just want to say huge shout out to Heroes Media Group. I also want to give my contact information right now. You can visit me at 360FLS.com, Foxtrot Lima Sierra. You can also reach me at Dominic at 360FLS.com. And finally, easiest phone number in the world, 480-360-LOAN. So let's jump back into this. Um, the first one, the seller has to pay for the veteran's fees. Now, where does this come from? I've, I've heard them all. The seller can't pay for, the, the veteran can't pay for a pest inspection where there's a pest inspection required. Uh, there's only 1% that's allowed to be charged. Um, there's a bunch of different rules to how this works. And there are some non-allowable fees that cannot be charged to the, to the veteran. What are some of those fees? Well, there's a lot of garbage fees that sometimes go into purchasing a home, whether it's some type of escrow recording fee or doc prep fee um, through title companies. Sometimes there's processing fees that are outside the box or outside the norm. And they're really, these, these guidelines and rules are there to protect the veteran. Now, what it really is, is if I am a lender and I am writing a loan for a veteran, I have two different ways to set up the fee structure. And I can't get into the very specific numbers of it for compliance reasons, but what I can tell you is this. I can either do itemized fees that are very basic and, and common to the VA loan program, such as a underwriting fee, um, a title settlement fee, because you have to go through your title company to ensure that there's no other liens on the property when you buy it, title insurance, recording fee, things like that. They're very common to purchasing a home. Or as a lender, I can charge 1% origination up front, but then I have to pay for all of those fees with the 1% that I charge up front. So most of the time, you're going to see most lenders not charge an underwriting and a processing fee, and then have itemized fees that break down exactly what each cost is. So knowing what those fees are, having questions about them, it's very easy to educate yourself. If you jump on online, or in fact, I'll probably just put them on the website. So go to my website, it's again, 360FLS.com, and I will put a list of the non-allowable fees that are on there and what that means. I'll probably just put a link uh, what I'll do is I'll just put a link to the VA pamphlet, the 26-7. That's, that's the gospel. That's what we use in order to 
know the guidelines for what it takes in order to get your VA home loan done. The second piece of today that I really want to get into the nuts and bolts is that a VA appraisal is harder to get done or they're tougher. And that that actually was probably the case during the big refi boom from 2001 to 2007 or 8. And rightfully so. I mean, they were giving money away. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac were giving money away to people as long as they had a pulse, uh, they could get a mortgage. There's a lot of subprime loans out there where their appraisals were easy to go through. I think it was even like a stated loan or stated value program. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I ever did one of those. No, I hope I didn't do one of those. You used to be able to state the value of the home. So after the mortgage industry collapsed, everybody tightened up. And when when they tightened up, they came out with this this uh, with these things that are called AMCs or appraisal management companies. And what that did was is it put that layer of compliance between the loan officer or the lender and then the appraiser. So there's a third party there that manages it in order to make sure that there's no fraud going on. We saw a lot of people in 2004, five and six calling up the appraisers, asking for specific values in order to make deals work. And then those appraisers would stretch the value because they wanted to keep or maintain that business. Since that time, um, the regulation has really contracted. And there are specific requirements that we look at for a for an appraisal, whether it's a VA appraisal, an FHA appraisal, or a regular conventional Fannie or Freddie Mac appraisal. Um, the the guidelines for how far out you can you can get comps, uh, comparable sales is they're all about the same half half a mile to uh, up to five miles in a rural area. So they we're all following the same regulations and guidelines. Now, with that being said, you would think that, hey, no, no big deal. We're, we're, we have, we're all in the same playing field. I will personally tell you that the VA loan process or the VA appraisal review process gives us a leg up. And why is that? Well, there are two pieces of the puzzle. So let's say the value doesn't come out. I'm purchasing a home and uh, the value that I want to purchase the home for 200000 uh, the, the appraiser says, nope, this isn't worth 200000 This is only worth 180000 Or I'm, I, I'm having a hard time finding comparable sales in the area that support a $200,000 purchase price. So there's two parts of that um, that are the, the, the rebuttal process is. The first one is called Tidewater. And what Tidewater is, is that the appraisal has not been given a value yet but the appraiser initiates this tidewater process and then they have 48 hours to for your the loan officer has 48 hours in order to supply three more comparable sales in order to justify the value of in this case the $200,000 um, in order to support that value uh, the, the appraiser either can receive the comps that support the value they can receive comps that do not support the value, or they receive no comps, in which case they issue a value and then they send the appraiser or the, the appraisal to the lender. So let's, let me go over that again. Appraiser comes out and says, I don't see comps here that support the value of 200,000. So the loan officer 
then either support supplies comps that support the value at 200,000, supplies comps that do not, or they supply nothing. After 48 hours, the appraiser then gives the value and sends it over to the lender so that the lender can say, this is the value that the appraiser has come up with. Now, there's also what they call a reconsideration of value. The reconsideration of value is done directly through um, the regional loan center. So in the two states that I'm licensed and I'm licensed in Michigan, as well as Arizona, the regional loan center for Michigan is over in Cleveland, Ohio. And the uh, regional loan center for here in Arizona is right, right here in Phoenix. So very easy. Uh, I know a lot of the guys that work there, uh, become friends with them. So I know this process and I know who I can go into in, in order to talk to these guys. If the value does come in low after the appraiser goes through the tidewater process, you can always go back and do a reconsideration of value and state your case with the uh, SAR or the staff appraisal reviewer who works at the regional loan center. And as long as you can show that the value is there, uh, they can actually give up to, actually, I want to say it's 20%. Let me double check. Oh, 15, they have 15% authority. So for example, um, you know, we're, we're looking at a $200,000 home. It comes in at 180, which means that they're saying it's about 10% less than what they think it is. The SAR or the staff appraisal reviewer over at the regional loan center has the ability to give back that value. As long as there's comps there, as long as there's comparable sales that show specifically um, the value at 200,000 is, is justified. The, the, the appraisal review process for conventional uh, Fannie and Freddie is not like that. You have to go through um, the, the appraisal management company. The appraisal management company then has to send that over to the appraiser. The appraiser then has to agree with it. And most of the time, those guys are doing three and four different reports a day. They already feel that they've established value on it. Um, they're, they're a little more reluctant to go back and say, you know what, you're right. I was wrong in the valuation that I made on that property. So these are, these are the two big things that, um, that I run into on a regular basis. First off, like I said, making sure that you understand what the fees are, that the seller does not pay for the fees. Uh, it's not required. Uh, there is there are ways that you can have seller concessions in order to help the veteran qualify. There's, there's a bunch of different little nuances that can get you more house or get you qualified for a loan uh, that you should know. But once again, reach out to me, contact me. I can give you some of those nuances. And the biggest one today is really understanding the appraisal review process. How does that work? Understanding how Tidewater works, that there's that 48 hour period to where your loan officer can supply the comparable sales to support that value. And if that doesn't work, there's still is something else that you can do in order to make sure that that appraisal, that appraised value is, is set in, and not set in stone. Um, that's all we have for today. Uh, once again, huge shout out to Heroes Media Group. I love those guys. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate everything that you do for me. Contact me, 360-LOAN, 480-360-LOAN. Look forward to hearing back from you guys. Next one, the big one. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm going to have to have my numbers in check so that everybody knows what I'm talking about 
on a podcast, but it is the fact that you can have more than one VA loan at a time. See you then.